I don't know about you, but I am constantly seeing people wringing their hands about what modern society in in Europe is coming to or over in North America, what people are doing. Um, most recently, it's been things about racism, about people despising other people, and then, you know, in certain momentous acts, sort of committing acts of violence against them. But really, at the at the root of that is is just sort of one people group, or even just one person despises another type of group, and we call it racism, or even in more sort of modest, you know, light racism, just I, I don't think that they're all that great. And then we have the, the social commentators, and they're not silent, who want to say, hey, you know, what's going on? Why, why are we doing this? And, you know, perhaps the real response should be, well, of course. Why be surprised? Of course, of course, modern society acts the way that it does. Welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart Robb, better known as Mike. Um, I say that all the time. It's kind of goofy that I say it, but um, yeah, it can't just say, well, hey, I'm Mike, because there's like a million Mikes out there. Uh, this is Conspiracy Commentaries, which is a series means we're discussing um, Dallas Willard's The Divine Conspiracy section by section. So if you don't have a copy, um, you can probably get an online copy like right now, um, or um, I perhaps you should wait and actually get a hardback copy. There's fewer and fewer of these out there, but perhaps if we buy them all, we can convince the publisher to re-release it as a hardback. Um, but it's kind of a, a dense book, and some of the density is really up here at the beginning. And uh, here we're still in the first chapter, still in the first sections. Um, we're in a section now called Why Be Surprised. And this is Dallas at some of his most, um, yeah, passionate uh, in the book because he's, he's writing about something he's very concerned about. Dallas Willard worked at a university for most of his life. He was not, even though he was a follower of Jesus, he was not at a university that sort of prized followers of Jesus. And um, and he constantly had students around him, people who were 18 to 25 years old. And so that's sort of the context you have to think of him in and think of the older adults who are teaching these younger adults um, what to think and how to live. Um, though the how to live part, um, constantly he says, he thinks just kind of gets pushed out. And, um, and that's basically what the argument is here. He's going to tell a story about Robert Coles, who is a Harvard professor, and how he meets a girl from Ohio. Um, I'm from Ohio, so uh, there you go. And she is going to leave Harvard because she's just can't take the moral, yeah, 
problems that she's run into there. And uh, she notices how on one side, these students at Harvard um, take ethics classes. On the other side, they're kind of obviously not very good people. Now, this is obviously not a statement for every single Harvard student, but there was a kind of disparity between what they were being taught or supposedly being taught and uh, how they were acting. And she's rather concerned about that. So Dallas's argument um, here has kind of, it's very simple. He says, we don't teach right and wrong. And the reason we don't teach right and wrong is because we don't think you can know it. And that's, we don't see, we don't even believe or think that you can know what theories about right and wrong are the best ones or the right ones. So why wouldn't there be sort of moral chaos in our, in our, not only in our universities, but in our societies? Why shouldn't we just say, well, of course, of course, we don't, we don't actually know what's right and what's wrong. We don't, so we don't teach it. And so we shouldn't be surprised if people don't act according to some sort of moral standard, some sort of moral knowledge, moral reality. So that's, that's the argument. Um, this time for me reading, I, I recognized here the footnote that he puts in. And this is one of the things that I recommend doing with Dallas, especially if you're kind of a, uh, a kind of a, a thinker type person is reading the footnotes. And, and here he throws in a bit more. He says, we suffer from the intellectual dogma that in matters of what ought to be done, there is no knowledge one way or the other, only feelings and political pressures. It is psychologically and socially impossible to hold others or even ourselves responsible in such an intellectual context. We can only shout at them, which we do. And that really, that, that last statement there, we can only shout at them, which we do, is really what we've ended up at now, where if you can shout louder than the other people, then you're somehow right. And if you shout quieter, then you're wrong. Um, we just don't have any other ways of coming to decisions about at least what, what should be done in politics, but also in bigger organizations or even in, in family matters um, and in smaller smaller groups. Just, you just shout. So um, the question really comes down to what is taught in ethics classes? Um, do we even have ethics classes? And, uh, and, and what is taught as ethics in, in other classes or in other areas where we're sort of taught how to live. And, and what's actually taught in ethics classes, I don't know if you've ever had one, is basically theories. So um, here actually Dallas in the section mentions two theories, unit, uh, utilitarianism and Kantianism. But it's interesting that um, you won't be tested on whether utilitarianism or Kantianism is true or false. You just have to sort of know about them and know how those types of people think. And that's, that's basically ethics. So no one is taught um, in our schools um, whether despising other people is right or wrong. Now, tolerance might actually be taught, but I don't know that you could actually mark somebody 
with a lower grade if they didn't think that they should tolerate other people. If they, if they argued for that point, no, I don't need to tolerate, and there you sort of just mark them down, nope, you didn't get it right, that wasn't, that wasn't the right answer. So it's, you know, why, why be surprised? You know, why, if you've got, um, if you don't teach kids logic, why would you be surprised if they have bad argumenting, argu skills of argumentation? And uh, if you don't teach kids geography um, and then they don't know where South America is, you know, of course, of course. So, well, I've put, uh, there's, a, there's quite a bit of heat in this, this section and um, it kind of comes out through me um, trying to talk about it. But um, if you like this kind of thing, um, if you wanna, uh, then, then like it with your, with your finger and subscribe if you aren't and send in um, questions to info at sanctus.institute, um, especially about upcoming sections um, if you've already gotten there and read the book and uh, even better than that sign up for our almost monthly newsletter at sanctus.institute and i'll be back soon with the next section the incredible power of mere ideas but until then <laughs>